Hello, good afternoon to you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you? Good. It says recording. Is this the start of the show? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, coming in hot. (laughs) Real hot. Instant, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome to 8Pixel Radio. Really excited for this episode. We have Charlie today. Charlie, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Charlie Marie. I'm the creative director at ConvertKit, leading the brand team. I'm a designer. I live in Spain. I'm from New Zealand, so that's the accent you're hearing. But um, I lived for about four and a half years in the UK, in London. So the accent's kind of a mix now. Um, What else? What else about me? I am soon to be a cat mum. Very excited about that. We were just talking before the call about how I'm looking into adopting a cat or two. Uh, what else? I have a YouTube channel. I have several podcasts and I love talking about design. I'm a huge nerd for design and all things related. Excellent. So your, your accent, before we do jump into the questions, <laughs> when you do speak to people from back home, home, do they say that you sound like a mishmash? Yes, I, I get a mix. Some people say that. Some people are confused by it or, I don't know, like to comment on that, especially because I work for a US company. So mm. now I'm starting to pick up on some of that too. It is a real mix. Yeah. Um, but so you say elevator now. My, yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll ever go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but my family like to say to me, oh, you've still got the Kiwi accent. So I think that they're like, you know, they're glad that I've still got that part. Still at heart. Still like check. Still yeah. got that bit. Still a Kiwi. <laughs> All right, let's 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 do this. Okay, question number one. What song or album can you listen to on repeat? Why? What does it mean to you? Okay, so I would say that almost everything that I have saved in my Spotify, I could listen to on repeat. I'm mm-hmm. like a, a chronic one for putting a song on and listening to it for like two hours straight when it's okay. a song that I really like. Uh, and I go through phases and there's always like a song of the moment that I'm hitting repeat on. Um, so I really had to think about this and think like, okay, but what album in general could I always listen to on repeat? And um, I came Is up it? with some ideas of like cool answers, but I'm just going to give you the honest answer. Okay. <laughs> and that is... Good Charlotte, The Young and the Hopeless is an album I can always listen to on repeat. That or Green Day, American Idiot. They both came out at that sort of like time when you're like, I don't know, like finding your identity in high school and the, yeah, you know, I'm 32 now and they still, they still mean a lot to me and I still love them. (laughs) So we're, we're of the same era and I think I can definitely (laughs) remember those things coming out and people going crazy because it came up with... It wasn't just the music, it was how you dressed and how you acted and your style, oh, stylistic yeah. choices. Yep, yep. Whole Did, wardrobe was like black, red and white for a phase. You know, we all went through that. <laughs> was that the um, Green Day album with When September Ends or not? Was that a different album? It sure was. Oh, wow, yep. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. You can just go there. You can go there straight away. And you can remember <laughs> walking through school and everyone listening to the same music and then thinking you know what, I don't even know if I like this music, but everyone's listening to it and we've got to go on this <laughs> journey together. <laughs> okay. Well, I remember specifically whenever I think of that album, I flash back to sitting in like the family room at the house that my family was living in at the time and studying for our mock exams that we had that year for school. And I just had this album on my Discman and like it wasn't even the real album. It was a burned copy. Like surely the statute of limitations is up on there right now so I can admit it. Um, of the album from my friend and I just had that on repeat studying um, 
I don't know discman. why that memory always comes to mind. <laughs> I, I very I very vividly remember uh, me and my brother, uh, I'm, a, I'm a twin. We were given a, an MP3 player between us. And Ooh, the MP3 player, okay. <laughs> yes, indeed. And it had 64 megabyte of memory. So you could put an album on it. And wow. as you can imagine, oh, well. when, you're, when you're sharing it between you, that album needs to change every half a day. So we would go from something probably like a Green Day to a two-pack album to okay. something completely different, just like chop and change. And then, of course, that was torrented, as I think everybody was used to at those times through something like LimeWire. I probably broke my yep. computer from LimeWire. doing that as well. <laughs> that, was, that was the style of the time. That's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was an awesome question. I was actually going to ask you a joke question about whether it was like a One Direction album or something. And <laughs> if you did go down that way, I would have felt like I was predicting the future. <laughs> no, I, there probably was a time that I listened to a One Direction song on repeat, but I can't say I could even give you the name of one of them. Oh, they've got hits. <laughs> they have hits. All right. I have a, a random question for you. This is not something I asked you to prepare for. So okay. I'm interested to see where you take this one. Uh, but it's actually really related to what we were just talking about. So we all really liked the game Snake and when we were growing up, mm -hmm. as I'm sure you remember. Oh, but yeah. what year was it created? I have absolutely no idea. None at all. You're going to have to pick one. Okay. Um, the, 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 like the 80s? Mm, uh, can we be specific? Um, 83. Do you know what? You're not actually that far away. Really? If if someone asked me that question, I would have gone straight into the nineties with that. Okay. You you managed to place that in like a, an appropriate era. It was okay. originally created in 1976, and okay. through a game called Blockade, which I have not heard of, but sounds great. Mm -hmm. And but then obviously, as we know, Nokia made it really popular in 1998 when they put it on there. I think the 3210 was the first one. Uh, and I miss those days. I miss playing Snake on my phone. It was a simple I, time. You know, I feel like there was one point that I found an app that was like Snake on the iPhone and it just was not the same because like they'd made it 3D and, yeah. and sound effects and notifications. Effects and it's, no, it's not the same. Ads. Yeah. You could share it to Twitter <laughs> if you wanted to. All the good stuff. Make an account, save your username. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. your username's already taken. Can you try a different one? All right, next question. This is going to change tone slightly, I imagine. But what do you okay. find yourself having to consistently convince people of? So the first thing that came to mind for this is that I don't want to do YouTube full time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's actually not been a problem lately now that I think about it. But for many, many years, it persisted as something I would constantly have to convince people of because... Yeah. They would see me growing this channel, like making videos, putting time into this thing. And it was, it seemed to be that they just all assumed that, okay, this is going to be a thing that one day you take full time and, yeah. you know, it's going to be your job. That's the path, right? You start a YouTube channel, you find an audience, you get some success, then you go full time. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this full time though. Like it's fun for me because it's a hobby and yeah. it's a side project and there's less pressure with it. And I don't want it to be the only thing that I do. Uh, and there's some people who I could convince every now and then by saying, like explaining that I need a bunch of different things to feel fulfilled in life and that, you know, design is a big part of that. And I like working on a team. Mm -hmm. So that's why I have a job and do YouTube on the side. 
but some people just never believe me. I feel like they will give me that look where they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, you're saying yeah. that now, but you know, we'll see one day. Do you, do you think that your employers have thought that too? Hmm. Not my current ones. Well, maybe, to, maybe a little bit to start with. Um, I remember it coming up in, we do these sessions called unsolicited feedback right. at ConvertKit on our team retreats where you're sort of like, all together as a team and you share your your hopes for the for the other person um i don't know any concerns you have things like that it's time to call it out and i remember early on getting a lot of people saying to me like oh i'm worried charlie's gonna leave one day or you know um because of this but i feel like i've managed to convince them now that that's not the case mm -hmm. but i think perhaps some past employers maybe had that thought um, yeah but we just never never talked about it yeah just leave it in the corner never <laughs> yeah. talk about it again do you, have you found that any any of your fans have expected expected you to do more as if it was a full-time job yes yes um there's a lot of people like ask for things and i'm just like i just can't do that for you you know yeah. like i can't and sometimes people don't understand why because they see other creators doing it a lot like making a course mm. offering mentorship sessions yeah. these are two things that i've always thought about but I have to prioritize. And right now I'm prioritizing, I'm actually working on a book about marketing design. Great. Maybe I should have said that in my introduction. <laughs> we did now, we can <laughs> but, slice it up. But there we go, we, we just said it now. Uh, and I'm prioritizing that. And I just can't do the other things because there's not, I just don't have the capacity. But yeah. mostly people are understanding. And I think because over the past year, especially, there's been so many more design YouTube channels mm. um, and like people making videos about design alongside their job. Yeah. And so I think it's normalized it a bit more and people are, you know, just seeing that that's a valid option too, just to do it on the side. Yeah. And I suppose that it's a lot easier to pay attention to the people who actually speak at you and ask for things rather than just the thousands of other people that are just enjoying the content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Even the... when it comes to that negative feedback as well. Yeah, for sure. The the noisy few can really sway your your feelings about things one way or another. Yeah. Which I think is probably a good a good approach for just sort of design in general and getting feedback of if you're doing some user testing or something, you're probably always going to be paying attention to the one person that says it's crap. Yeah. Whereas yep. somebody might not say that it's great, but they didn't need to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. People will call out the extremes really. Like if something is really, really good or they'll, they'll say it, but actually, yeah, no, not the extremes. If it's even just slightly bad, I think they'll yeah. mention it. But yeah. if it's just slightly good, they probably won't bother me. If it's a three out of five, you're going to think, yeah. why is that not a four out of five? Come on, tell me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I really, I really like the answer. Um, really honest. Thank you. Yeah. The, the next question, what's the best thing you've never worked on? So I read this wrong at first and I was like, oh, what's my favorite thing I've done in my career? And then I was like, no, never worked on. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I like this question a lot. And I feel like there's a lot of things that I want to do still but i've sort of started making steps towards them so like i don't know i won't won't mention those ones so the one that came to mind mostly was teaching art and design in school um i you know when you're a kid and you you say what you want to be when you grow up i always said i wanted to be a teacher and i think it was mostly because my mum was a teacher but i also really do enjoy teaching and like helping other people learn um and I feel like I do a bit of that through YouTube, you know, sort of teaching from afar now, but I could see it being a fun job to have to uh, be doing like classes in person, especially in, in perhaps like high schools yeah. to get like 
make that spark happen in someone less so than in university when someone's already chosen that they want to do design and then they need to learn like that's all well and good too but I just think it'd be fun to to encourage that in in kids or or younger people I I've thought about this too and my my biggest inspiration from a creative perspective in my life was a teacher I had at high school and that was so he taught me a few lessons one was graphics which is like actual graphic design, like industrial sort of stuff. And then we had a program called Resistant Materials, which is kind of workshop. So building things. And it just opened it up so easily to allow me to think that I could actually do this. And most most teachers just don't give you that avenue or don't open that door for you to think you can do this and you're really good. Yeah. You don't need to be the best, but you can mm-hmm. if you use these techniques and learn these tricks, that's going to allow you to succeed. And yeah, I've, I've thought maybe I could try and give back at some point that way, switching to a teacher job. It's obviously not just like, I'm a teacher now, but you need to go and train and do everything like that. So it needs yeah. to be an intentional decision. But I think that uh, having been able to have an impact on people at that stage in their lives is such a massive opportunity. Yeah, I had a very similar... Uh, like similar kind thoughts towards that my photography teacher in high school who I feel like really encouraged me and was the first person to really teach me what it meant to be creative and to like have an idea Mm. of something and like not just follow the instructions because I was like very studious all throughout school I always wanted to get the good grades and you know do whatever I needed to to get the right answer and in photography classes there wasn't like one correct response (laughs) to the to the assignment of the brief you know Um, and I feel like he did a really good job of helping me understand that. And yeah, I've sort of taken it through the rest of life, really. So shout out to Mr. Brewster. Mr. Listening. Brewster, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. I uh, I don't know how you are now, but I actually am terrible at following instructions. If it's something like a recipe, I am oh, off piste before no, I've even started it. Recipe says like, um, put in one clove of garlic. I'm like, okay, four then. Yeah, here's four <laughs> bulbs of garlic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you, no, have I'm the you, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah have you, sure. um, like, go ahead. I, I can follow instructions when they make sense to me and when I believe that they seem to be the right instructions. <laughs> but if the instructions, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't seem like the right way to do it. I'm just going to do it my way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which is not good. Does that, no. if you're trying to learn something new, so if you're trying to learn some HTML, CSS, JavaScript, or something like that, and you're following a tutorial, does that become hard? Yes, because I like to skip through and I assume that I know things that I maybe don't because I'm like, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I get that bit. No, I want to find the bit where I do this. Mm. And I miss the fact that like, no, you need to do these other steps before this thing will work. So I, I think it's me trying to rush through the learning process and just yeah. get to the, the info that I need. Um, yeah. I, uh, I just get distracted so easily. If it's like a 30 minute video, I'm doing it. I'm trying to do a few JavaScript courses. I was like, oh, la, 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 what's going on over here? Let me just switch to Twitter, scroll through there for a little like, Pay attention to the video. Yep. Um, I've found that, well, hang on. First of all, can you hear that car horn going on outside? Yeah, it's great. Oh. It's like a nice background uh, effect that okay, we can add. Should we just keep add it in post? It sounds like an alarm's going <laughs> off. <laughs> um, I've found that that happens to me sometimes when I'm trying to work on something as well, that mm. I end up, you know, stuck on a, I'm not quite sure what radius to make this corner. I'm going to go over to Twitter or whatever. It's either two or four. Yeah. That's the only options, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I use three sometimes. (laughs) 
um, I, I found that lately I've been streaming some design work and it's really helped my focus because when I've got like 60 people watching me right. design in Figma, I'm not going to switch over to a different tab <laughs> open Twitter and just scroll yeah. for a little bit, you know? Yeah. So it's been really productive. Like it's a productivity hack that I've discovered. That's, is to just stream that's a really good point. I'd be really <laughs> nervous to do that. I might try it. Yes, it is very nerve wracking. The other day I drew a terrible, terrible house icon and we all just agreed. Everyone who was there, we're never going to speak of this again. Um, and you know, everyone makes mistakes. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there. Try it. House icons are really hard to do. <laughs> yep, I ended up drawing a weird wonky arrow. <laughs> right, okay. Like it's yeah. an interpretive house. <laughs> Yeah, as long as house. as long as all the other icons look similar, then you're you're in good shape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, now we're going to switch to a word from our sponsor. Okay. Today's episode is brought to us by. Let me just check my notes. Side projects, because as we all know, there's nothing more satisfying after an 11-hour workday in tech than working on more tech. And now back to our scheduled programming. The fourth question is. What would your last meal be? So I knew instantly, like whenever this question is like, you know, a topic, my first answer is always fries. I love me some fries. Okay. Potato, yeah. okay. crispy, give me that. But since I've been living in Spain now, I feel like I wanted to put a Spanish twist on this answer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that I'll choose patatas bravas, okay. which is basically like chunks of potato fried, mm. but with um, aioli and the spicy like tomatoey bravas sauce on them. So that's what I pick. I could eat that every single day. And I don't because I'm an adult with restraint sometimes. Um, but that is my favorite food. <laughs> okay. Let's let's jump a little bit further into this one. Is it going to be like a little tapas bowl that you've got? Or is it going to be one of those oh, big... Oh, no, no, no. We'll have a paella. big of it. As much... All you can eat. All you can eat. All you can eat. How about that? <laughs> Constant, consistently coming through like a sushi train around. Yep. Yep. And like consistently fresh so that they're crispy, you know. Yeah, that sounds, um, sounds are we gonna crazy. are we gonna add those four bulbs of garlic to the aioli? Well, yeah, hopefully someone else has already added that for me. I don't want to do the cooking for my no, last not, meal. No, absolutely like, not. I, just, I want it to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And when we're thinking about the the tomato sauce, how spicy are we going on here? Well, for patatas bravas, I don't like them to be too spicy, just like a slight spiciness. But in general, I'm a big fan of hot sauce. Mm. Um, and I like have a collection um, of hot sauces at home, always trying different ones. So I'm a, I'm a fan of spicy sauces, but we'll keep things medium-ish for okay. this one. Let's medium that. to the chef. All right. Mm -hmm. Are there going to be any other, are there other things, any other sides or anything? Maybe a little greenery mm. on the side or something? Oh, definitely not greenery. That's <laughs> Come on now. To eat green things. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe something sweet as well. I really like to switch between sweet and savory. I have definitely much more of like a a savory tooth and a sweet tooth is okay. a savory tooth a thing i think so um but i like to like switch back and forth because when i eat a lot of the savory thing i'm like oh i want something sweet now and then i eat like a little bit of a sweet thing and i'm like now i want something savory okay so, are we going to be yeah. uh pulling in some churros here is that's what's going to happen some what sorry churros cut out um mm, no i had a bad experience once getting sick from a street cut eating oh eating wow churros, how is that so... possible <laughs> Well, I think it's something to do with the the oil that they were fried in. Gross. I don't know. Um, so maybe not that. Maybe like a brownie or something like that mm -hmm. could be good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good so we've got our sushi cart of uh, brownie and tatas bravas going around. Yeah, coming out like in a <laughs> to switch between them. <laughs> Are you? Uh, have you thought about a drink? 
Mm, so very nerdily, I'm a fan of like flavored sparkling waters. Oh my god, um, here we go. So I have one of them, but also like let's have a whiskey. You know, why yes. not? Doesn't okay. go great with the Dunn's Brothers, but mm, this is your this is your not? meal. Yep, my meal. So I'll I'll have me some um, uh, bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Okay, ice. No, just straight. No. Okay, double. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> That's a given. <laughs> do you have a do you have a particular brand that you go for or just bourbon? Mm, I like trying different bourbons. Um, and I'm a fan of Japanese whiskeys as well. I got to visit the um, Yamazaki factory oh, when awesome. I was in Japan a few years ago, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, love me a bourbon. Uh, yeah, not not fussy, like trying different ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in a similar boat. I don't know anything about it. But I will drink it for sure. Yes, yes. Someone puts that in my hand. What you like? Yeah, I will drink it. And did you think about what crime you would have committed for this last meal? Maybe it was something to do with the um, resistance to following instructions that we were talking oh. about earlier. Okay. <laughs> Perhaps I don't know exactly what it what it could have been, um, but it was probably something where it was a law that I just thought was stupid and shouldn't be a law. And so I did my own thing. <laughs> so it's like one of the, maybe like an ancient law that is still in place yeah, in know. some places. Yeah. You know, there's some laws that aren't even that ancient that I think are stupid. So Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> so maybe you were like walking a sheep down the street at midnight or something and got arrested. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. And just they really just pulled you in the clink. And they were like, here's your favorite meal for no reason. <laughs> and I'm like, great. <laughs> and like, this looks like a great prison. Can I stay here? <laughs> All right. We're on to the last question. And the most important question. What is your favorite curse word? So I'm guessing that this is a show that's going to be marked explicit and that you're allowed to actually say the curse word. I oh, know this is this is a children's show. This is a family show. Oh. No, you can say it, go on. About the curse word? Go, jump in. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite curse word is fuck. And I like it because I think it can be used for when things are really good and for things that are really bad. Yeah. Or just for like when you're really surprised or I don't know. It's like a multi-purpose word. It's great. Do you um, you find yourself? Yeah, it's it's multi-purpose. Do you find yourself cursing (laughs) a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All the fucking time. <laughs> I, I, uh, I remember back in the days when offices were a thing and having to check myself because I would swear so much when I'm designing something and just be like, is anybody hearing what's coming out of my mouth? It's, like, it's not that big a deal. <laughs> right. I don't think it, like, I don't know. I um, am really going to struggle around. My, my sister had a, a baby last year, so I have a nephew now. And I think as he grows up and starts learning words, I'm yeah. really going to struggle because I'm like, this word only has power if you like call it a naughty word, right? Like, and I just, this is one of the things that I believe in is like <laughs> making yeah. things taboo like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Probably my nephew is going to learn to swear from me accidentally. Um, yeah. I think that's okay. <laughs> as long as they don't use it against somebody uh, in a derogatory way. As long as they way. know when and where is appropriate to use it. I think that's that's more important to teach than um, don't ever use it. <laughs> yeah, because I think, think about when, when kids grow up and their parents are like, don't ever drink fizzy drinks. And then they turn into 18-year-olds and become addicted to Coke. And, and yep. you think, yep. okay, that was probably a bad idea. Yeah. That's obviously yep. very dramatic what I just said, but you get the idea. 
yeah i do get the idea um yeah, i great. even have like you're uploading this as a video right on youtube so yes people watching um if you can see there i have uh, a print of fuck on my wall fantastic <laughs> that is fantastic <laughs> so you do really live by this live by this sword yes i really really enjoy this word <laughs> great i think that's a fantastic word um and that is all of our questions today thank you so much for being part of this podcast uh, it was a lot of fun i learned a lot about you yeah. you're launching a book apparently so who knew that yeah. until during yeah, this podcast that's your main takeaway from this show that's good i guess yeah and the book's going to be called fuck so yeah. tune in everybody <laughs> and it'll be on the top shelf because no one's allowed to see it <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right thank you so much thanks for having me